Hello, sports people. Welcome back for another episode of Pop Sports. I am really excited to get started today. I mean, we have some really fun, interesting, exciting, cringeworthy topics for you guys. So onward. Let's get started with Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> so I've talked to you guys a little bit about him and in a few episodes, actually. Um, if you can recall, he handed out Beats headphones to the LSU players before they went into the college football playoffs um, championship game. And then after they won, he was out on the field passing out cold hard cash to these players who are technically not allowed to be accepting this cash. And now there's a warrant issued for his arrest because he slapped the rear end of a police officer inside a locker room after the championship. I mean, I just can't even believe this. If you want to watch a video of this, it is widely available, very easy to find. I recommend heading, you know, to just Google it. You can find it. It is so creepy. Odell Beckham Jr. is in the locker room. There's a police officer right behind him. He turns around. He looks this police officer up and down in the creepiest fashion ever. He winds up and then he slaps that ass. I mean, it's so weird. It's just so weird. So he's getting charged with simple battery. The last I heard, it was speculated that the police station or the police department might consider dropping the charges. Is it not so typical for a professional sports player to not be held accountable for their actions? I think that he should be fined at the very least, have to publicly issue an apology. Think about how many civilians, aka women, he's done this to, and he's never had to answer for any of his actions, probably in those situations. So I really hope the police department at least forces him to publicly apologize because he should have to. You can't just go around touching people without permission. Okay, that is a lesson for everybody here. You can't touch people without permission. Okay, so let's move on to our next topic because OBJ, you just do not deserve any of my attention. Um, you guys, the MLB saga continues. This shit is heating up. It has been a crazy few weeks for the MLB with all of this sign stealing kind of drama that's going on. So I just wanted to, you know, remind everybody what the importance of this is. When a player steals signs, they know what kind of pitch is going to be thrown at them when they are at bat. And so this helps them to maybe change the way they stand, how long they wait to swing the bat after the pitch is thrown, whether the ball will be a little closer or farther from their body, amongst many other things. So it gives the batter a little bit of a better chance at hitting a home run or at least a decent, you know, hit to get on base. And so this is why it's kind of cheating is because if you know what kind of ball the, the pitcher is going to throw, then you have a better chance at hitting the ball. 
So I'm just going to tell you guys a few different ways that these teams have been stealing signs and how they've been communicating this because it's very interesting. A lot of these tactics are not super intricate. They're very rudimentary and it's kind of interesting to hear how they've been doing it. So the 2017 Astros, which this was the kind of first sign stealing story that broke a few years ago. And this was the one that within the past couple of weeks, there have been some punishments kind of doled out on this. So in 2017, the Astros would record signs and then they would bang on trash cans to inform the batters of what kind of ball was going to be thrown. So that is just the most basic of basic types of communication. There's also a really shady video of the Astros in the 2019. Um, I think it was just in the playoffs. I don't think it was the World Series, but the Astros had a walk-off win. Now, traditionally, the batter who hits the home run for the walk-off win would have his shirt ripped off by his team members in celebration. But this guy ran into home base with his shirt like tightly held against his chest so that they wouldn't rip it off, who was also yelling to his teammates not to touch his shirt. And so now there's some speculation that maybe there was some sort of device under the shirt, maybe like on his shoulder that would buzz to let him know what kind of pitch was going to be thrown. He's really refused to comment on the situation. I think his name is like Altuve. He kind of had like a weird history with the Astros because they didn't want him to play. Then they let him play. He's not a typical size or shape of a MLB player. So, and this brings me to Justin Verlander. You might know Justin Verlander from being married to the super hot Kate Upton. Well, in 2017, while Justin was playing for the Detroit Tigers, he spoke very passionately about modern day sign stealing and how it was not fair. But then our friend Justin got traded to the Astros at the very end of the 2017 season. That's the same season where the Astros were caught cheating. So Justin, come on. You got to stand up for what you think is right. Not that he was involved. I mean, we shouldn't assume that he was involved. But I just thought that was kind of, you know, an interesting point. An interesting point to make. He still plays for the Astros. So, I mean, they're kind of in some hot water after the 2017 scandal. They had um, their GM and their bench coach fired. They lost some draft picks. I don't think those things are really going to affect them that much, especially since they're kind of cheaters. But, <laughs> you know, that's speculation, I guess, at least for 2019. Uh, yeah. So anyway, let's move on to the 2019 Red Sox. Now, this team, they would watch video in the replay room and then they would send a bat boy to tell the first base coach what the signs were. And then that coach would signal to the batter what kind of pitch would be thrown. They were just kind of called out for this and they're going through a investigation right now. So chances are they're going to have some some bad things coming their way. One of their coaches on their team actually came from the Astros. They had played or they had been a coach for the 2017 Astros. And so he actually got fired from the Red Sox because of this fallout. It was definitely like an avalanche style fallout here. There's a lot of people going down. So now, you guys, this is a fun one. 
there's this guy, his name is Jack McDowell. He played for the White Sox in the 80s, and he's jumping right into this scandal. He thinks that certain players and coaches are getting knocked down for these cheating scandals while others are not, and he doesn't think it's fair. So he's jumping in. He's calling out a previous coach at the White Sox, Tony La Russa. So Jack McDowell used to play on that team. And he says that Tony La Russa was involved in a similar scandal. He claims that the pitcher for the following day's game would sit in the manager's office with a camera zoomed in on the catcher and a toggle to control a light in the Gatorade sign in the outfield. And this pitcher in the manager's office would decode the signs and then he'd signal to his teammates via the light in the Gatorade sign. I mean, that's pretty intense. I think that that's probably my personal favorite out of all of them. You know, you can just imagine this professional player just sitting in an office, toggling a little light on and off. It's it's a little comical. The weird thing about sign stealing is that if you're doing it with your eyes, it's completely legal. But when you start to include technology, that's when it gets illegal or or at least in bad taste. And... So it just sucks to see that something that we love so much that's a, a national treasure is being, you know, treated in this way. Again, accountability here. I mean, I really hope that anybody who is accused or accused and also proven to be a shady character in baseball is held accountable for their actions. It's hard to see. Okay, I'm going to just bring it up a notch with our next story and this is about the bucks you guys bucks my favorite my personal favorite team for those of you who know me i i'm kind of from milwaukee i've at least lived here for a majority of my life and i've always been a big fan of the bucks and i have stayed true to them throughout their ups and downs I watched Ray Allen in the early 2000s. I watched Giannis as as a small child <laughs> on the court. And I'm just super excited for them this season and how much they've grown as a team and, and all of their successes. But this isn't about that. This story is about their warm-up. So they've been getting a little bit of coverage. They've been a bit in the limelight for their faux wrestling match warm-up. While they're in the tunnel before the game starts, they play a little game of faux wrestling. So this all started when Matthews and Lopez were on the Portland Trailblazers together. They used to do this. And when they got traded to the Bucks, they kind of shared it with the rest of the team. And it's become a really fun pastime for them. They do it in the tunnel. And, you know, they've gotten a little bit of like flack for it because I think some people think, think it looks really dangerous. Um, they are like, rolling around on the ground and like pretending to stomp on each other and stuff, which maybe does look a little dangerous, but they have a lot of fun with it. They think it makes them feel more like family and gives them a vibe of brotherhood. And they think it also gets them loose before they battle it out on the court. So um, they've also got a little bit of recognition from The Rock, who, you know, he has his history in wrestling and he thought it was cool, really cool to see. So that's been fun to watch them and fun to see them having fun together because that's what sports is all about, right? I mean, I think most people would disagree with that statement, but that's what I think sports is all about is having fun with your friends. And that brings me to my last topic, which is about the Super Bowl. You guys, it's coming up. It's in two weekends. 
we already know that J-Lo and Shakira are performing at the halftime show, which I cannot wait to see because I love Shakira and her dancing. And J-Lo has also has really great dancing. And I just, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. I hope there's no scandals because, you know, the halftime show always has a, a crap ton of scandals. And I just, I just want to see some fun ladies dance. Okay. But... This week, they announced who's going to perform the national anthem, and it's Demi Lovato. You guys, we love Demi. Um, She's been through a lot of hard shit in her life, and so I think it's going to be fun to see her. She has a really awesome voice, and uh, yeah, so I can't wait for that. So you guys, thank you again for tuning in on another episode of Pop Sports. If you have any feedback for me, if you wish I had talked about something different, If you want to know more about something, send me a message on my Instagram at danielle.nida and let me know what you think. See you guys next time.